That is how much more fat you could burn if you were using the 10-2 and a chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. A double-blind controlled clinical study showed that the 10-2 and a chew weight loss system burned 589% more fat than exercise and dieting alone. Think how much easier it'll be to lose weight. Go to ilikehowilook.com and read the study for yourself. You swallow a small capsule at 10, another at 2, and eat a tasty collagen protein candy chew anytime you need a snack. And with that, you could burn 589% more fat. Watch the video at ilikehowilook.com to get the full story. Most people notice a curbed appetite and more energy the very first day. It's safe, all natural, there's a money-back guarantee, and they'll even send you free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com, ilikehowilook.com. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much and welcome to the program Monday through Friday, 10 till noon, Eastern Standard Time here at the USA Network. You're welcome to join us, 844-439-1391-844. 439-1391. My guest is Evan Falchuk. He is a candidate or was a candidate this last Tuesday for uh, governor of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Evan, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be with you again. Well, first of all, congratulations on achieving, I believe it was somewhere between seventy and 75,000 votes, which puts you over the threshold in terms of your new party, the uh, Independence Party, um, and uh, and gives you a, a, a formal and official place in in Massachusetts politics. First of all, talk a little bit about about uh, the election day and, and what these results mean for you and your party. Yeah, there. Thank you, and it was very exciting because we worked so hard, so many of us over the last two years to build this new United Independent Party. Uh, people feel today as if the system is not representing them, that it's, it's tied up in moneyed interests that are making policy. But on, on Election Day, uh, even though a majority of state legislators are running unopposed, and even though there were many barriers placed in our way uh, to, for, to create this new party, we, we got those votes, and we're, we're going we're to be an official party. Um, 2016, we're going to be running all kinds of new smart candidates on the ballot to go up against the establishment, challenge it, and replace it. It's what we know we need, and and we've now taken, as the people of Massachusetts have, the first brave step towards really changing the system. Well, you know, you really bucked the system, which is sort of rigged both on the state level and also nationally by the two major parties who basically have gotten together at some point, probably at a hotel somewhere at a weekend, and their operatives have sat down and figured out how to shut out third parties, how to shut out independents, how to make sure that uh, third and fourth and fifth uh, party figures would not be included in debates, which was, of course, the case here in Massachusetts. 
and and even make it very difficult to get on the ballot. And you achieved all of that. You got on the ballot, you were part of the debates, and you actually uh, achieved this threshold. Uh, what that means is that uh, even though, I mean, certainly Charlie Baker is now governor-elect, uh, you also emerged victorious in a sense. I mean, you didn't take the governorship, but you have established a sort of a, a permanency. You, you've crossed the threshold, and, and your party now is an entity in Massachusetts, which is really quite extraordinary. It is, and it's a, and it's, it's a really big deal. And, and again, it was in the face of so much, of what you, as you point out, a system that is set up to prevent political organizing. It's kind of amazing when you think of Massachusetts as being the place in which our revolution really got started. And, and our, our the American Revolution was all about people saying, we want our government to represent us, not something else. And what has happened in Massachusetts is that rules have been set up to prevent people from doing this. So, for example, in the governor's race, um, in which as I agree with you, we, did, we, we didn't win the governorship, but we won because we, we created this party. Uh, Charlie Baker and Martha Coakley were both allowed to raise up to $15,000 per person per year for their campaign. The law only allowed me to raise $1,500 per person per year for my campaign. Um, there's no good reason why those rules exist other than the fact that Democrats and Republicans made them, and uh, they benefit them to the exclusion of others. Uh, yes, I was in many debates, um, but I was not in the, the most watched the last few debates. And it was, it was, I was disinvited, actually. And uh, from the from the third mm-hmm. debate, because they I guess they didn't like the way that I was that I was challenging the system and talking about the, the real issues, the cost of living, the uh, monopolization of the hospital market, the driving of health care costs, the lack of any statewide policy for housing, which is really the, the key to job growth and the um, the the inconsistency or even hypocrisy of a system that spends huge amounts of money for politically connected projects like the Boston Convention Center but won't deal with the problem of 2,000 homeless veterans in Massachusetts, the programs for seniors that are properly funded, um, always being told there isn't enough money. So that's the kind of talk that people don't want to hear, but it's what voters are interested in. Uh, and it's what having this, this, this true structure in place with the United Independent Party makes it possible for us now to have candidates and to be uh, on a level playing field with the Republican and Democratic parties when it comes to ballot access and other issues. We've got to, in our, in our country, start the process of unwinding the, the control and the lock that the, the two-party establishment has on our system. In many ways, there's not much of a difference between Democrats and Republicans other than the idea that they want to make sure that they maintain power uh, and keep people out from, from challenging the system and participating in it. Um, it is the way that it is because we've all let it get that way with low rates of voter participation. Uh, the extent to which money has become the stock and trade of the political process, it changes by people taking the brave steps like what people took in voting on on Tuesday for the creation of this new party, and it's going to continue. We've got a lot of work to do, and, and we need a lot of help, and we've been really gratified by the number of people that said, I want to sign up and be a member of the United Independent Party. I want to volunteer to keep spreading the word on this because this, this, this process has to continue. I want to run. You know, We've had 20 or more now people reach mm-hmm. out to I want to run. I'm not saying those are going to be the people. We're going to pick some really terrific people that can make a, a difference. But the interest level is what is so extraordinary about it. And, and that's what makes it so meaningful. You know, Evan, I, I get the sense that you're taking a, a, a pretty long lens view of this. Uh, you're already planning for two years from now, perhaps four years from now. 
you've uh, you've created this entity, and I get the sense that you're you're heading in the right direction in terms of um, getting involved in in developing the grassroots organization across the state that would actually propel uh, some people to offices. And uh, that's going to be hard work. It's probably going to be boring work. It's not easy to do that. It means meeting a lot of people and organizing people. Are you going to be fielding candidates then in uh, in 2016, um, for, for mayor, for local city council, for state rep? Uh, how is that going to work? Uh, there, there's going to be candidates uh, for, for a lot of different positions. A lot of those local races tend to be nonpartisan. Uh, so we're going to be looking at, at the state races, um, the, you know, the state legislative races most closely. Mm-hmm. But you're right that this is about building that grassroots organization, and that is hard work, and that's really the way we did it in running this campaign. And one of the things that's fascinating in, in looking back on how the parties run their campaigns. Everybody talks about, oh, you know, it's, it's money that's driving these things. But what it looks like on the ground is you rarely see people from the party organizations out there. They're not interested in a lot of this kind of gra- true grassroots organizing. When I when I say grassroots organizing, I don't mean going to people who already agree with you to to I don't know get them to give you money to tell them how smart they are for already agreeing with you. It's about going out there and meeting people and convincing them and engaging them and listening to them and and building relationships with them. It's something that used to happen in politics. What's happened now is that these campaigns are basically run through television ads, radio ads, uh, and and trying to make sure that we reduce the amount of voter turnout. I probably was the only candidate that was out there saying to anybody, go vote in the primary who wasn't on the primary ballot. I, I thought it was so important that people just participate in our democracy. 16% of voters actually participated in the primary. Millions of dollars were spent by the two parties on that race, and yet right. such a low level of turnout. People that spend that kind of money are typically not stupid. They're doing it for a reason. And, and what's happened is that they've got a very scientifically organized marketing campaign that is designed to make sure that you get your voters out and the other person's voters stay home. Since the other side is doing the same thing, it depresses voter turnout. And it's a very insidious kind of voter suppression in a lot of ways. And what, what is happening sure. is right in front of us. We see it, and it's, it's the kind of thing that has to be changed only through that kind of grassroots effort. You uh, Are you planning on setting up or establishing, because I think this is the way to go in many ways, establishing local city and town committees for the Independence yeah. Party, people that could get together in someone's kitchen and have a meeting maybe once a month or and start yep. to uh, develop, you know, local uh, organizations. Absolutely. What, that. What it's, exactly. And, and that's already been the kind of thing that's underway because of the fact that running this race has been built on that structure, and it, it's going to continue. You know, so the, the things that are going to be happening over the next weeks and months are events like that where we can pull people together and engage them and, and tell them what it is we're doing and why, what happened on Tuesday and why. Uh, what it what it represents for the future of our politics, um, convince people to change their enrollment to United Independent Party. Uh, there's people that I know have not voted before who we want to enroll, and there's people who are currently uh, not satisfied with either the Democratic or Republican Party that we want to enroll. Um, we need to get, I mean, the way this the laws are set up, think about this, and, and this is happening here in America. If you want to if you want to create an organized political party in Massachusetts, the law says you got to get at least 3% of the vote or else you don't get to play by the same rules 
uh, ballot access and fundraising and, and any number of other related issues. If you don't get 3% in the next statewide election, then the party designation disappears and you go back to playing by the skewed rules. Um, in 2016, there isn't a statewide election. Uh, and there, there's unless you feel the presidential candidate, your party organization disappears, or if you can get 1% of people to sign up for the party. So we have to make sure, and we will, we have to make sure we get at least 40,000 people to sign up for the party. But we, when we talk about rules that are rigged, they, they are set up to prevent people, Americans, from organizing to engage in our in our government. That isn't democracy. Uh, it is a it is a right. system that starts to look like something else, and it's happened right here in Massachusetts. Voters can change it, but the current political establishment never will. It will change it when they when we organize and we mobilize for positive change. So yeah, I mean it's a difficult task, but basically you need to achieve uh, a, reg- a, a registration of a, around forty thousand people by by twenty sixteen. That is uh, enrolled registered voters for the United uh, Independent Party. Exactly. Um, exactly. Th- th- you know, other tools that, that can be used, I mean, I learned this in a sense in my own campaign, is that uh, th- there's a lot of free media out there in that uh, local city and town committees can set up websites, they can set up all, all free, set up a Facebook page, begin to develop a network that way. And then the second thing is cable TV. Anyone who lives in a community can simply go down to their local access cable station and sign a page and get a cable show and interview people and talk about issues. And the cable stations are so hungry for media, they, they, they have time to fill, that they're going to run that show over and over again. If you do one show a week, they're going to run that thing maybe a couple of times a day. You know, mm-hmm. I, And within, within a couple of months, of that, you're going to be a ne- going to be a known face in that community. People are going to start stopping you on the street and saying, "Hey, how are you?" You know, they'll recognize you. I mean, you know, it's just a great. That's a good idea. There are all these That's great really tools. Of, yeah, I mean, I, I I did it, and people were stopping me in Brookline um, and cool. recognizing me after a while. Um, it's just a great tool. I mean, and, and it, most communities in the state have that facility. You could talk about anything you want. You can interview people. You can. You know, sit around and do like a, a roundtable discussion, and and it's a way to develop, as you're saying, this grassroots presence. And also, you cannot in any way discount the local, uh, you know, theoretically the United Independent Party Facebook pages by members yeah. in each community setting these things up, friending people, getting people involved, and then kind of coordinating it statewide. All right, we'll be right back. Evan Falchuk's my guest head of the United Independent Party. Hot quiz, kid. You know it's at 3221 Highway 22? The new Dickinson Granger branch. You know it was there before that? Who cares? There's a Granger branch there now. Granger's got everything we need, from inventory management to safety services and solutions. They even have this handy mobile app for easy browsing on the go. Let's head over there and stock up. There's nothing I love more than a new Granger branch, kid, including you. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickranger.com slash oil and gas or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Hi, I'm Gina Jerwitz. I used to be a hairstylist. And my name is John Jerwitz. I used to be an auto mechanic. Nine years ago, we actually called into Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for a home business. And when we started the three-step plan, we started part-time. But within the first year, I decided to go full-time. And then a year later, I went full-time. We really enjoyed the freedom that comes with us. It's given us more time to be with family, and it's given us the ability to be able to do some traveling. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, the three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years. And I think we could help you too. What people like best about the three-step plan is you can actually have customers calling you. You don't have to be a salesperson and you get to work with nice family-oriented people. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Really? Yeah. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call A Place for Mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again thanks to trinity if your debt has you down call trinity at 1-800-793-8752 my name is john i'm vicky and i'm emma and, and we're, we're debt free for keeps that's 1-800-793-8752 tune up the furnace clean the gutters remodel the bathroom whatever your home improvement need home advisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area. HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much, and my guest is Evan Falchuk from the uh, United Independent Party here in Massachusetts. Um, Evan's party is now uh, an entity, thanks to uh, his successful efforts uh, on Election Day to garner 
I think it was 3%, a little over 3% of the vote, 75,000 votes. Um, Evan, you are, therefore, the uh, titular head of the party. You made a very good impression, I think, uh, in this state. You got good media coverage. Uh, you developed a presence, a personality. But I think that uh, I, w- I would suggest that in order to continue the momentum over the next couple of years, you as the point person, and that's who you are, um, will probably uh, be called upon to take stands on issues and to perhaps uh, develop some editorials and, and do some writing and, and keep a media appearance. Um, are you go- I mean, I'll, I'll just ask you bluntly here. Um, Charlie Baker is going to be sworn in as the governor. He's a Republican. Um, are you going to present yourself as a left alternative to Charlie Baker as a way to garner that kind of attention? No. Um, what I've what I've done uh, throughout the campaign is just said what I think about the various different issues, and you know I, I really do leave it up to other people to decide what box that goes in. I mean, when I talk about the monopolistic consolidation of hospitals and how that leads to rising healthcare costs. It's the number one cause. That was something actually that was created back in the 90s when, when Baker was at HHS, but Martha Coakley is the, currently the, the one who's most responsible for enabling that in the government by allowing for uh, partners to buy South Shore Hospital and, and, and a couple other hospital groups in Massachusetts. So, you know, what we need are leaders that are looking at these issues and saying, what what is going on exactly? Let's make sure voters understand what's really happening and presenting um, real serious policy alternatives. Um, you know, when we when we set up the party with a group of supporters and me, when we when we first founded it, which was 56 of us, I mean, it wasn't a, a, a um, you know, kind of political insider group. We were all people from different walks of life. What we thought was missing was actual serious dialogue on different issues. We said I, I, we all agree that that everyone is equal and that their civil rights have to be protected. We didn't think our government was spending taxpayer money wisely. And we felt that there needed to be a place and a home for, for people who said, look, we can try to work out what the right answers are to problems and have genuine dialogue, which when you think about it, that's really just democracy. Um, and unfortunately, what's happened so much is that we get trapped in sound bites and there's never any real discussion. If you saw the, the, the two debates that I wasn't in, um, there was no discussion about that issue I just raised, this issue of health care costs. Mm-hmm. Um, there was yeah. discussion about which Halloween costume people thought the other one should wear. There was discussion about when the last time anybody cried was. There was discussion about how, whether the candidates wanted well, to I don't know if I can... win the election. Evan, I don't know if I, I don't know if I blame the candidates for that. That was these silly questions well, by uh, Janet they, Wu and and, and them. The, the the press was but, blamed uh, for that, but you know what? If if I were there and they were asking questions like that in a debate where they had not talked about those important issues, I think a, a leader says, "Give me a break, guys! Like this is not relevant to to the discussion, and we need to be talking about the important issues that we're dealing with." But you know, when when you've got a, a press that is um, mainstream press that is very much in bed with the mainstream political parties. That's what you get. And if you're a voter that's worried about how do I pay for my uh, insurance premium, what do I do with these high deductibles, what do I do with the fact that my rent or mortgage is bigger than what I can afford to pay, how do I save to take care of a parent, or what do I do about wanting to send someone in my family to college? And there's no discussion of those topics. You know, no wonder people don't vote. No wonder people become cynical about the system because it becomes wrapped up in, in meaninglessness. So that, that's what has to change, and that won't change from the inside because there's too much at stake in keeping the status quo in place. 
No, you make a great point. I mean, it gets to be like a silly show, a re- almost a reality show, rather than discussing issues you've just brought up. Uh, you say that you would make alternative policy regarding the consolidation of hospitals. You accurately yep. point out that it seems to be almost a um, kind of a, a symbiotic relationship between the big, big corporations in the state and both parties who seem to wash each other's hands. Uh, what sort of policy uh, alternatives would you offer? Yeah, so what we laid out in this campaign uh, were a series of very specific policies. So when we talk about health care, states like Maryland have actually gone way ahead of Massachusetts. The, what, what's happening in our hospital market with the consolidation is what you would call profiteering. You know, you see it, you know, as people are starting to get hospital sure. bills with these high deductibles where you might get a bill for $600 for an x-ray, which is crazy, but I've seen them, and I think everybody's seen something crazy in a bill. Um, Maryland decided yeah. it's enough of that, and they started to set weights, and they did it in a public-private kind of way. They said, look, hospitals, your businesses, you should be able to make money, uh, but you can't be profiteering off people. And so they, they set rates. They said, if you're at a a bigger, more uh, academic teaching center, you can charge more, but not these crazy differences. And um, and, and to, to, to change the incentives to the hospital right. to keep their Evan, money in different ways. Sit tight. We'll be right back. We're going to take just a brief break here. Evan Southrop's my guest. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for which she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information... Call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy, or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand, and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and leave your information, I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156 now. Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. Evan Fell, Chuck's my guest, United Independent Party. Evan uh, accomplished an amazing thing on Tuesday. He got 3% of the vote as a third party candidate in Massachusetts. 
certainly not an easy feat by any definition. And he is now heading this entity that is beginning to develop a genuine alternative for people. You know, Evan, this is really getting interesting. I think what you're saying here is something that is going to resonate because you are taking on both the Democrat and Republican, the liberal and the conservative establishment, uh, which has become very entrenched. And I think Massachusetts is probably the best state in the country to do this because the government here has become so big for a small state and so entrenched over many, many administrations, both Democrat and Republican, that, uh, you know, this is where, you know, as you say, I mean, Boston is the cradle of liberty. This could be the beginning of a movement that could eventually develop in all 50 states. You're talking about, uh, yeah, go ahead. It's the only way to do it. Parties are a creature of state, and, you know, 60% of Americans say they want to have a new independent party, but there really isn't any way to build it unless you start building it in the states. And you're right, Massachusetts is the perfect place to do it. We've got almost 54% of voters that are not enrolled in either party. Uh, We've got a history of bucking trends and leading important change, and you saw it in what happened on, on Tuesday. Uh, this was, again, something that was people worked really hard to, to quash and prevent us from getting to that number and having over 70,000 people come out. And it was all across the state. I mean, you, you, you saw that the numbers were, were fantastic. We were basically at 3 percent everywhere except for the places we were above 3 percent, which we got a lot of support out of the Pioneer Valley, Springfield area, you know, on up into Amherst and, and out into Chicopee and, and Longmeadow and Agawam. These are places that uh, are are they understand really well the idea that the government is not taking them seriously or treating them seriously. They understand well the idea that political leaders show up in the, the months or weeks even before an election and then never come again until right before the next election. And that's because that's right. the style of, of campaigns. Huh. Not to mention a little obvious horse race little factor here, but it occurs to me that those towns where you did better than 3% are very liberal towns, which tells me that you probably took votes away from Martha Coakley. Um, and in a close election, that, that might uh, annoy some, some people, you know, among the Democrat establishment. People, people, were, annoyed not, on, on both, um, yeah, people were annoyed on both yeah. sides because the, the data actually show that we, we pretty evenly, in fact, there was just something that came up at WBUR today that said that um, we, we probably had um, – uh, significantly more votes that would have been people that might have voted for a Republican. But, but, I, but here's the thing. We, we, we worked hard to earn those votes. And, and the notion that I heard all the time from people in, the, in this establishment was that, oh, you're taking, you're taking, you're taking. And, and I said, no, you know what the problem is? Is the attitude of people in our political establishment that think that they own anybody's vote. you got to earn it. And, and nowadays what they do is they basically they are very complacent. They decide that because you fit a particular demographic, you're going to vote a certain way. And so they don't work particularly hard to earn your vote. They'll say some nice vague platitudes, make it sound like they agree with what you agree with. They tell you that the other choice is much, much worse than them. And we end up with, with the you know everybody who watched the TV ads. Um, and it doesn't matter where in the country you are as you're listening to this thing. You saw TV ads just like this about the candidates from the Democratic Republican side. One kind of ad that's in color that shows the candidate running or walking quickly or riding in a car, maybe wearing a helmet or safety goggles, watching someone manufacture something. And the other kind of ad, which is in this terrible black and white picture and some dark voice telling you (laughs) how awful the other candidate is. 
And, you know, my ads were me standing in front of a white background, speaking directly to voters, asking them for their support, but explaining to them what it was that I stood for. And and that's that's what's wrong with our politics. Now, there was some polling that came out from UMass Amherst exit polling after the election. About half of voters on both for both Baker and Coakley voted for those candidates because they said they were voting against the other. That's the that's what's wrong. That's what we're looking at. All right, Evan, we got another break here. Sit tight. Evan Falchuk's my guest. We'll be right back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Morse Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Morse speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Special news alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline, 1-800-432-0360. 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And my guest is Evan Falchuk, the uh, United Independent Party of Massachusetts. Evan, you know, I think that you're striking a chord here when you point out, and I think this will probably bear out 
in the uh, Baker administration, unfortunately, that no matter who is in office here, uh, Democrat or Republican, very little changes. And I think that uh, this goes to the issue you're bringing up, this underlining issue, the entrenched powers, uh, which are both uh, public and private. Uh, A good example of that is the fact that in this state, and I think I've mentioned this in the past to you, we have over 50 quasi-public agencies of which uh, we don't even know what they do. We don't know how much they're costing us. We don't know uh, what their benefits are or, or even who's in them. And they, they run aspects of our, of our life. I mean, they, they make law by regulation, and they do it no matter who is in office. These are appointed people, often uh, appointed as for political favor. And uh, successive administrations refuse to investigate it. They refuse to address it. I think that uh, former Governor Bill Weld did some good things in that regard. He took what was about 15 police agencies and reduced it down to three. Uh, But uh, I would think that this is an issue that you are in a position to bring up and hammer away at. What say you? Yeah, and I talked about that during the campaign. And and you know what it is, is that both parties, when they get into office, they're riding a wave of people that are looking to make sure they get hired into these politically connected jobs. So, of course, neither party is really going to do anything about it. It's the same thing we saw with this uh, patronage uh, scandal that happened uh, where, you know, some people were convicted over it. And what was amazing for, I think, a lot of people watching that unfold was finding out how much of that was just plain old legal activity. It was just the norm of doing business. And and um, and, the, and the extent to which legislators on both sides didn't really have anything to say about it because people on both sides were completely involved in those kinds of activities. So it, it is a it is a kind of a sham being being perpetrated on voters every time we listen to political leaders say yes I want to root out fraud and corruption and abuse in our government but they're all they're all parties to it um, in one way or another to the extent they support and allow for these kinds of things to happen now there are there are always people that will will talk about it and want to do things about it but we don't have enough elective fight we need to that's what the joint people bring. All right, sorry about that. We've got one more break here. We'll be right back to conclude the interview. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, proof of God in heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And Evan Falchuk's my guest, United Independent Party of Massachusetts. Evan, it's quite clear from talking to you that uh, 
not only are you not going away, but you're going to be more and more involved in the coming years in Massachusetts, and that's a great thing. Uh, could you let my listeners know how they can reach you, you and how they can reach your organization and how they can get involved? Sure. If they, First of all, thank you, Chuck. And if they go to the, to the website unitedindependent.org, um, we're, we're in the midst of, of transferring things over from the South Chet for Governor campaign, but you see all the information there, uh, how to get involved, how to enroll, how to support us, how to volunteer, how to share all the information about what it is that we're doing. You're right, we're not going away, and we're actually at the beginning of the next phase of what it is that we've been deliberately talking about for, for the last couple of years, and, and we're showing a lot of people what's possible if you get out there and do the hard work of organizing mobilizing people and bringing about positive change well very good listen i i I wish you well and stay in touch and let me know how things are developing and uh keep up the good work thank you so much listen thanks so much for joining me all right same to you take care all right so that's evan falchuk he's with the united independent party of massachusetts they have achieved uh a status by by his uh, garnering 3% of the vote on the election this Tuesday, which was about 75,000 votes. And that's an extraordinary thing in, in this state, given the fact that he was running as a, uh, a third-party candidate. He, he didn't have a lot of name recognition, didn't have a lot of money, and he was able to put together this uh, organization and actually get this status. It's a great thing. It's, uh, as you said, I mean, this is uh, possibly the beginning of a, a movement that will continue to consolidate a presence not only in Massachusetts, but in other states and even nationally. Um, he has a clear plan uh, afoot that uh, will be implemented over the next couple of years. And uh, based on what I've observed um, about Evan Falchuk and his group, they mean business. They're not going anywhere. They are going to do this. I've, I've, I've interviewed uh, Evan several times on this program, and I've seen him really grow uh, as a public figure and as a candidate and as a person during this race. I mean, he's become very concise, very articulate. articulate. I wish I was. <laughs> and uh, he really, I think, made a great impression in this state as a leader and uh, – but more importantly, he is taking on this amorphous establishment that transcends uh, Democrat and Republican, liberal, conservative. Now, we'll, of course, have to wait and see what happens with the governorship of Charlie Baker, who is a pretty conservative guy. And I think Charlie is actually... Um, a lot more conservative than he lets on. You know, this is uh, an atmosphere here that uh, <laughs> one has to be somewhat circumspect in those matters. But I've, I've met Charlie Baker a couple of times, and uh, he's uh, he's he's uh, very much more a movement conservative than uh, than he lets on, as I've said, which means that he very well may govern in a way that addresses some of the issues that Evan Falchuk and his group are bringing up. And the very fact that Evan is out there as a third-party person developing this party and taking these positions very well may have the effect 
of moving Charlie Baker as governor in that direction. Oftentimes, third parties do that in this country. There seems to be two trends historically with third parties, going all the way back to the 1820s and the formation of the America's first third party, and that was the Anti-Masonic Party, um, which was headed up by, by William Wirt. Um, and that is that they take a position or two, they bring the position out into the fore, into the public consciousness, and either they succeed to the degree that they become the second party and they co-opt the, whatever the second party was there. And that actually did happen with the anti-Masonic party. It became the Whig party. It also happened with the Whig party, which morphed into the Republican party. Or they their positions are absorbed by one of the two major parties, as happened with the Populist Party of the late 19th century, which uh, their positions were basically, I believe, absorbed by the Democratic Party, and the progressives of the 20th, early 20th century. Their positions were also absorbed by the Democratic Party, and they became manifest in the election of 1912 and in the administration of Woodrow Wilson. So, uh, and I would say the Socialist Party became manifest with Roosevelt. So... Third parties have that effect as well. Okay, we'll be right back. Look, kid, when guys like us walk into a facility in the morning, we can smell a problem. No one needs to hand us a work order. We already know it. Today, for instance, we need a new gearbox, six globe valves, and a dozen ballasts. And when I smell a problem, Granger smells that I smell a problem. They help me keep this place up and running. Now that's the kind of smell I like. The sweet smell of success. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today in America, people wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. With USAGoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? Go to USAGoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And again, I want to thank Evan Falchuk from the uh, United Independent Party of Massachusetts for joining me in the first segment. We've got, uh, let's see, we have uh, Marjorie Dannenfelder coming up in segment number two. She's been a guest on this program. She's Her issue is pro-life. We'll be discussing, uh, along with Andre Traversa, how that issue fared in this national election. Uh, I should mention that uh, my books, Chuck Morse, are available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Uh, just go there, put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and you will see 11 books come up all uh, Amazon Kindle. There are three soft covers published by various publishing houses. Now, these books uh, range in price anywhere from 2 to $5. Um, you can read a couple of pages for free. You can look at the reviews, the synopsis. Uh, by the way, there's a sale going on right now, I believe, for most of them, where they're available for $0.99. Cents. 
So check it out at Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Just go there, put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and you will be directed to my book page. Uh, also, you can subscribe to my daily tidbit through my partnership with Tidbits, and uh, that is uh, th- that can be done uh, quite easily by going to Tidbits and looking up uh, Talk Radio Show Notes Podcast or Chuck Morse, and uh, for 99 cents a month, you get a daily email from me through Tidbits that talks about this program. I observe various things that go on in the program, and you also get a podcast of the program. Uh, the first month is free. You can cancel at any time. So check out Tidbits, Talk Radio Notes, uh, Talk Radio Show Notes podcast. Um, anyway, uh, we shall be back in our number two with my guest, Marjorie Dannenfelder. So you very well may want to stay tuned for that. And uh, let's see what else is going on. We also, of course, my, my free blog site is Chuck Moore Speaks. Okay, we'll be back to listening to the USA Network. Please stay tuned. A home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home pros projects cost in your area and because home advisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home they conduct background checks on their service professionals it's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used home advisor go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project that's rebuild.homeadvisor.com with a pretty good idea on how you can earn extra money in your spare time and while you're doing it, help provide food for starving children. You heard me. Now you can earn money for your family and provide meals for hungry children all at the same time. Why don't you check out usagoodness.com. Get more information on starting a new home business. You'll feel great earning extra money to help the family budget, but you'll feel even better knowing that your work is actually saving lives. Go to usagoodness.com or call toll-free 800-301-6177. Again, 800-301-6177. You can earn some extra money for your family while helping other families in dire need of food and provision. 800-301-6177 or usagoodness.com and you can tell them Pat Boone gave you the number. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network.
Thank you very much. Hour number two of Chuck Moore Speaks, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon, Eastern Standard Time here at the USA Network. You're welcome to join the program, 844-439-1391, 844-439-1391. My guest this segment is Marjorie Dannenfelder. She's the president of the Susan B. Anthony List uh, pro-life organization. Marjorie's been a guest on this program before. Marjorie, how are you? I'm doing great. It's a good week, isn't it? Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a truly a, a, a genuine, peaceful revolution, one that uh, oh. uh, is still reverberating across the plain. It's just better than, than we could have imagined. Even my own home state of Massachusetts elected a Republican oh, governor. I know, yeah. and I in mean, Maryland, just, just north of the, just north of the capital, it's no one, including me, thought that there was a chance that we would get a pro-life governor in Maryland, and uh, that just shows that there That's is amazing. way beyond us, even with all our work, you know. And Vermont, the uh, a, a virtually unknown businessman took on a, a powerful liberal Democratic governor. He uh, he lost by less than one percent, and now the. State legislature has to decide there who's going to be the next governor. I'm sure they're going to pick the Democrat, but how humiliating! It's it's a complete no repudiation. Kidding. When yeah. you say peaceful revolution, uh, that's exactly exactly what's going on, and it's um, you know, uh, whether whether anybody expected it or not, what individuals in home states they get pushed to a limit, and uh, and it's a place where they respond. It's what our founders had envisioned about. When we're unhappy with our government, we either get to the point of disbanding or we fix it. And, and we're not, it's not fixed, but we're certainly on a better path than we were um, this Monday. Absolutely. And it's go- and already I think that um, Boehner has said that uh, they're going to do away with Obamacare. Now, I don't know if that will be possible, but it should be noted mm-hmm. that uh, of the, hundred, of the, of the uh, 50 senators that voted for Obamacare, over half of them are no longer in office. Uh, yeah, but Marjorie, yeah, the no uh, yeah, I mean the uh, the the war on women failed. Yeah. it lost. It looked ludicrous. Uh, it, it it insulted the intelligence of women, and as a result, mm-hmm. more women came out and voted Republican than had done <laughs> in the last several election cycles. Uh, but what about the the pro life issue? How did that issue yes. specifically fare in this election? Well, the abortion issue for the last couple of cycles has been the center on the, of the war on women tactic against our candidates. And so, and this time, that, uh, that center of it did not hold. It really, that, that the bottom dropped out of, the, of that whole tactic because abortion was holding it up. Without that, Emily's List and NARAL, Planned Parenthood, uh, really don't have the fundraising base and the ideological appeal that they need to continue this same thing. They can move to contraception, but these, but these candidates very quickly confirmed what their views were on contraception and very much affirmed that it's not the same thing as abortion, which everyone knows. But I think what's really important and what speaks really loudly is the women who lost and the woman who, and the women who won. The women who lost were the women who just Listen to Emily's List and Planned Parenthood when they said, trust me, we got this one. You may have an, have an abortion-centered ideology uh, that is completely out of sync with the voters in Arkansas, North Carolina, Louisiana, Georgia. Um, 
you may have that uh, you have may have a total disconnect, but we've got your back. You're going to be fine. Well, you you really should not be that cynical about voters and about women. And I think you said humiliation in the beginning. I think women have been laboring under a sense a, a, a humili- humiliating sense that unless you're like Planned Parenthood and NARAL and Emily's List, you just can't be considered a real woman in politics. That has been disproved. Joni Ernst won, a very proud pro-life mm-hmm. mother, farmer, uh, military, um, uh, uh, very you know experience in the military. She won. She is a great example of what womanhood yes. is, where we include people. You we bet. don't exclude people. Yes. And I think that, so that jo- Joni Ernst is going to be the new. She's the new face of the Republican Party, and uh, she's she's articulate. She's conservative. She's like Sarah Palin, except she's a lot slicker. You know, she's uh, she yes. presents uh, herself very, very well publicly. Uh, you know, it's interesting the the sexist remarks made by Tom Harkin, the ultra liberal senator, as he's on his way out. They all disgrace mm-hmm. themselves uh, w- with those sorts of yeah. snide comments. I mean, it really is. Yeah. You know, women who are are pro life and who are not kowtowing to this. Uh, hard left agenda on abortion, they've been insulted one too many times. You know, I mean, I've That's had right. people, my former left-wing co-host had a lot of, uh, you know, pro-abortion women on, and I've asked them, I said, how do you explain the fact that uh, consistently since Roe versus Wade, more women than men are pro-life? And their answer That's is right. basically, well, they're stupid. They're stupid. They're ignorant. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing. And and there's a, right. this this arrogance, which I think has Easily been repudiated. Yes. I, I again, I All right. I think what's happening yep. is a realignment. It really is a realignment of politics generally, and especially among women. Fascinating. Uh, and you know, let me welcome uh, aboard Andre happens, Traversa. Mm-hmm. Andre, hold on. Andre uh, is uh, my co-host today. Is uh, with uh, Epiquest Media. Andre, go ahead. Hey, um, Marjorie. Thanks for being with us. Uh, I guess I'd say two things. First, I just want to comment on one thing, and that is that, uh, unfortunately, in my state of Illinois, we have a Republican governor who's really no better than a Democrat. He's pro-abortion, pro-gay marriage, mm-hmm. couldn't even get endorsed by the NRA. And uh, so I'm really not particularly excited about that. I did not vote for mm-hmm. him. Uh, but anyway, I, I will say this. Um, going, one of the things I thought was particularly interesting, Marjorie, I was reading uh, a press report about some things that you said at a press conference a couple of days ago, is the, the amount mm-hmm. of pro-life amendments uh, that won. Well, actually, there was one that won in Tennessee. Um, it's interesting mm-hmm. because I, I've, one thing I've observed over the, the uh, years is that um, it seems when gay marriage comes to the ballot, people vote against gay marriage. But when pro-life mm-hmm. is put on the ballot uh, in terms of, uh, of amendments or measures and things like that, mm-hmm. they, they usually don't pass. But there was one that passed in Tennessee. Uh, tell us about that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that one was really important, and there is a distinction uh, between this particular Tennessee measure and many of the other measures that have been on the ballot that it would have been great if they passed, but they didn't. And the difference is, in Tennessee, the ballot initiative um, was really just the equivalent of opening the door to any legislation at all on the abortion issue. They had an extreme um, stand uh, written into the Constitution that basically wrote Roe versus Wade into it um, a long time ago. And it stymied any effort to have any common ground, certainly a reflect, anything reflective of what Tennesseans believe is reasonable when it comes to um, regulating clinics, 
um, uh, a, a restriction on some term, like a late term. And none of those things were able to move forward because of the Constitution. So really what it is, it's a consensus-making amendment. Um, it didn't outflank consensus. It just allowed it to move forward. And, and I think the, the, the very strong, courageous, ambitious other initiatives that we've seen are, are complete restriction on abortion from conception, which, of course, is a noble and, and has to be where we, where we end up, but it, but, off, but it may have outflanked um, public opinion. Uh, it could have just been drowned in money. Uh, it's hard to know what it is. I haven't seen the numbers yet. But I do know our perspective on the federal level is to reflect your, your good point about the amendment in Tennessee, and that is to begin where we know we've already won. We already won a long time ago on late-term abortion. The pain-capable 20-week, five-month, halfway-through-pregnancy bill uh, is where 51% of Democrats are. It's where the majority of women are. It's where young people are. So it's a great place to, to begin. We haven't even begun because we've either hold out for perfect or we haven't been able to really leverage our power for what we're already willing to do. Um, so thank you for pointing that out. I think it's really well, I important. Also think, I also think that that amendment is important because I think, first of all, it gives the legislature a certain amount of free reign, which they didn't have. Yeah. The other thing I think is, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of these personhood amendments. I think they're sexy fundraising mm -hmm. gimmicks. But I don't think they really do anything. They don't save any babies. They don't get passed. And I mean, the fact is that what is really reducing the number of abortions? What's reducing the number mm -hmm. of abortions is shutting down clinics, which is going on mm -hmm. in states like Texas, you know, through regulation, uh, forcing clinics to be held to the same standards as hospitals, things like that. I think that mm -hmm. is, right now at least, that seems to be the most effective approach. I think in the long run, um, if I think we do the right thing in terms of these clinics. No more Gosnells, no more hideous, uh, you know, industry-style abortion every 30 seconds type of um, type of abortion. You do the right thing, even if you can't end it, um, end it in the most important thing. But in the end, those abortions are going to be had somewhere else unless we, at the very same time, do something to have a human sane policy on abortion in our and our nation, we're one of only seven nations that has failed to restrict abortion after five months. Seven nations. And we're joined by North Korea, Singapore, Vietnam, Korea. <laughs> I mean, we're in North Korea. We're not in, we're not in, um, we're not in good standing in the world when it comes to this, and we're certainly not in good standing in our own country. I think both are really important. We insist on standards that actually do protect women, even if they don't protect children in those clinics. But we also insist on legislation that legally protects children, at least at the end. And I'll just say one more thing, and it is about your comment in the beginning about the um, about the amendments that are uh, the personhood amendments. There is no question it's a worthy cause. But what I will not do is leave children standing on the railroad tracks, getting ready to hit by a train, with the ability to take a few, some off as many as possible before the train hits. I'm not going. I'm never going to fail to save some because well, I, because we can't save them all. I right, mean, exactly. It is so illogical, and it's and in fact, it's wrong. <laughs> it's really wrong. If you think you can pass it, you should. But if you think you can pass almost all it, do that. You know, that's kind of where we are on the federal level, Marjorie, and where we are on the federal level is 20 weeks. It Sorry, seems to be that. Um, your your positions are more nuanced in, in that um, 
there's a recognition that uh, a pretty large percentage of Americans fall under the idea that um, they they understand that abortion should be legalized, but that it's wrong and it's evil, and that unless there's a damn good reason for it, it, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be happening. And so as such, they're willing to accept the regulation. And also you're involved in a strict interpretation of the Roe versus Wade decision, which does mm-hmm. ban abortion in the third trimester, unless it's really an emergency, I mean, you know, unless a woman is going to die unless she has an abortion, which is so rare that uh, mm-hmm. you know, it almost never happens. And, uh, and to that extent, I think that uh, you're going to find that you're going to get a lot more success uh, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, candidates stepping up. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people take a very libertarian stand on it as well. They don't think that it's practical to completely ban abortion. I mean, what are we going to do, charge women with murder and put, and put you know, execute mm-hmm. them? You know, it just doesn't uh, – mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult for people who support limited government to, to support mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, they are willing to come out and support regulations – that protect to the highest degree possible the unborn child. All right, we're going to take a brief break here. We'll be right back. Marjorie Dannenfelder is my guest. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand, and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and leave your information, I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156 now. 589%. That is how much more fat you could burn if you were using the 10-2 and a chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. A double-blind controlled clinical study showed that the 10-2 and a chew weight loss system burned 589% more fat than exercise and dieting alone. Think how much easier it'll be to lose weight. Go to ilikehowilook.com and read the study for yourself. You swallow a small capsule at 10, another at 2, and eat a tasty collagen protein candy chew anytime you need a snack. And with that, you could burn 589% more fat. Watch the video at ilikehowilook.com to get the full story. Most people notice a curbed appetite and more energy the very first day. It's safe, all natural, there's a money-back guarantee, and they'll even send you free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com, ilikehowilook.com. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now 
very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand, and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and leave your information, I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156 now. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, and uh, we're, we're talking with Marjorie Dannenfelder uh, from Emily's List. This is a, um, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about, of course, uh, the abortion issue and how it, uh, the Susan B. Anthony List. Oh, holy mackerel! Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> that and and how time. it how it manifested itself. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, Susan B. Anthony was a good, solid pro-life um, feminist. Um, how it how it manifests itself in the election. And by the way, I think it's good that um, Illinois elected a Republican governor in Barack Obama's home state. You know, I'm sure he's more liberal than we are, but nevertheless, it's uh, it's a lesser of the two evils, and less evil is better than more evil. Uh, it's all part of a national trend. You know, we can't can't have perfection overnight. Uh, Look, a lot of, lot of Marjorie, so. Uh, yeah, go ahead. And end up going. A lot of pro-choice folks end up going for some reasonable things that that must happen. Um, you know, some steps they think they're pro-choice, but then they end up taking what are considered pro-life positions just because they're reasonable. Um, so I have hope for right. Governor of Illinois. I'm, I'm not giving up on him. Not at all. <laughs> and certainly, it's yeah. a lot. It's going to be a lot easier to reach him than it would be to re- reach an Obama clone. Who, uh, exactly I mean, Obama, right. Well, the problem, was a, Chuck, the problem I think is when he was state senator. The problem in Illinois is you have a supermajority of Democrats in the in legislature. So mm-hmm. even if you were to, uh, even you know, he's, he's going to be a toothless tiger anyway because he can't. He, he's going to be able to. Uh, he's not going to. The, the Democrats, did, the Republicans, did not gain a single seat in the legislature in Illinois. So right now they have a two-thirds majority. They can override any veto that he has. And the problem is his wife is a Democrat. Uh, she doesn't agree. You know, he never committed to any yeah. pro-life positions in writing. And so I, I think it's pretty much a lost cause here right well, now. And I'm, I, I, you know, Andre, I would disagree with you only in one sense, and that is that that uh, that pro that that uh, Democrat government in Illinois just lost one person, and that is the governor. Um, you know, as for, for as flawed as he may be. Now, um, a- anyway, uh, Marjorie, the um, 
you know, it seems to me that um, Susan B. Anthony List is getting to be a bit more pragmatic and, and nuanced in that you are doing what the left does, in that you're taking a more Fabian view of the issue. You're, you're realizing that you can't get everything overnight, so it has to be done carefully and slowly and by increments and by winning people over to the realities of the horrors of abortion, yes. what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, so, in the um, end, it is. That, yes. that's and in, in the end, you have to build your, it's a human process, and it should stay a human process. And as long as it stays that, we can, we can um, build our team, and I mean team of elected officials, who can see this very human tragedy and a human problem? I, I think that the the emphasis that on the um, on the late term restriction after 20 weeks that 13 states have already passed, already passed the House of Representatives, already has 41 co-sponsors in the U.S. Senate, at least from last session, and now a strong desire um, stated and committed by U.S. Senators and uh, Mitch McConnell to vote on this bill moving in. Means that instead of holding out for the for everything, we we get to begin. We we can save eighteen thousand children a year, or um, estimated, with the passage of this bill. And one thing that is very true is what you said about the, the strict inter, the if the reading of Roe versus Wade in that last trimester says that you can only have an abortion for, to save the life of the mother, but its companion decision um, is where the law has. Failed in our country, meaning the companion decision included health of the mother, which meant psychological health, size of your family, all those things. And therefore, there is no late-term restriction in about half the states, and there certainly is no restriction on the federal level. That's why it's a salient issue, and that's why it has momentum. Uh, it's what Tillis, mm-hmm. Cotton, Joni Ernst, this is what they've been arguing uh, when their opponents were trying to argue um, or trying to run away from that issue when pressed on it, they were embracing it and saying this is a reasonable thing to do. They moved off of rape and incest conversations all the time and decided to talk about something else, which is exactly what we encouraged and fought for them to do. You know, I think that's a winning issue for the uh, pro-life movement in that, um, you know, late-term abortion is such a heinous practice. It's so despicable. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, when people see the film of the uh, of the camera in the uterus and they see the baby, and to think that uh, and they hear the screams, I mean, I would think yeah. that to, to to redefine the term "life of the mother" to include that it's not convenient is such a fraud, right on the face of it. You know, I don't think anyone disagrees that if a woman is walking into a hospital and she's going to die unless she has an abortion, then that yeah. that's an that's a, a legitimate abortion. But they've expanded right. that definition through uh, through through regulation and through stealth to mean that uh, yeah. you know the life of the mother is because she's going to be prevented from uh, going to Starbucks. I don't know whatever. Uh, we'll be right back. People wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. Get on the internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and for years I have been helping people work from home. 
With USAGoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. 800-301-6177. Okay, so you own a business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? <laughs> yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and 5 Funds in two to three days. Call the Business Funding Group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And uh, I guess it's Roger Dannenfelder. Susan B. Anthony List. Marjorie, you've got a great article featured prominently, a front page on the Breitbart Report. It says here, Susan B. Anthony List, War on Women's Strategy is Dead. You mentioned the various pro-choice women who were defeated in this last election. Michelle Nunn of Georgia, Allison London Grimes of Kentucky, Kay Hagan of North Carolina, all defeated by pro-life candidates. Um, and that the entire campaign of claiming that uh, there's uh, you know the, the whole not just abortion but the the uh, the whole birth control uh, conspiracy theories it just uh, it, it insulted the intelligence of people and women in particular. So uh, congratulations right. for that. That's right. Well, it's a congratulations to the movement and to some very strong candidates that we have this time. I. And also some pretty bad candidates on the other side who overstepped or misinterpreted and what they think women um, are interested in. Um, I think, you know, often politics becomes about a playbook, and you play the future on last election's playbook is an enormous mistake. And in, and in this case, from the left, it certainly turned out to be true. You can maybe get away with playing the same sort of abortion um, crazy play, uh, World on Women, Abortion Senate, all that once, and then maybe twice, like was done in Virginia. But the reality starts to catch up with you when you're really that out of sync. And, and frankly, to be perfectly honest, I think the pro-life movement and Republicans caught up with, uh, we did, <laughs> with, um, with where they yeah, were going exactly. and what they were going to try again, and it failed. In Colorado, it was a yep. really interesting to watch because the left, in fact, turned mm-hmm. ended up turning against Udall, or at least the... the Moderate left did because uh, because as you say it, it it began to really get under the skin of women that he had nothing to say to them except that you need to be free um, to have sex all the time without consequences and those guys want 
to make wanted to make sure that you can't. They had only one. He had only one issue, and his nickname, and near the end, was uh, um, Udall Uterus. Uterus, <laughs> yeah. And this That's is right. a, a lack of blood. That name. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I you know, the other thing is that on. On YouTube, there was a video that went viral. It got millions of hits of uh, various African-American speakers saying that uh, they felt betrayed by the Democrat Party because all they offer them is abortion. Like, this is all that the black community yeah. cares about while they're basically mired in in more poverty since Obama's been in office and in places like Detroit yeah. where Democrats have run that city for a generation. Yeah, it's a one-trick so, pony. Um, I mean, abortion is not a poverty program. Abortion is not an education program. Abortion doesn't defend America. It doesn't limit government. <laughs> it does. It's not the panacea that the women's movement set out to be. It is not the great liberator. And uh, you know, and with this, you know, there's nothing that's inevitable. Their fight will not end. But there's no question that we have a foothold, and now it's time to leverage that sanity and. And legislation, and when we do, it really does bring us back closer to really the roots of politics and political feminism, which was Susan B. Anthony. I mean, the, the women who actually opened the doors to women in politics uh, were far more sane than uh, than the women's movement that came to the head in the 60s and 70s, and, and there's a remnant of it now. Exactly. Uh Andre? Yeah, I want to. You said something earlier, Andre, that I thought was really, it really perked my ears up. You said that, there, that we actually got a pro life governor in Maryland. Is that really true? Yes. Well, it is true. And um, I, uh, I, I know that he did not run on pro life. So I'm not claiming that he did. But I, I am, um, you know, I, I know that he is reasonable on the issue and he is definitely, uh, I have every reason to believe that he is. Now, we were not involved in that race, but I do know that he's, uh, that uh, there's a whole lot of hope there. Okay, we'll be right back. We're going to take another break. Please stay tuned. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse, is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show, Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, 
eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. A home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. And uh, War on Women is over. <laughs> War on Women is dead. Roger Danfelder is here. She's at the Ebony List. She's got an article pres- uh, prominently displayed on the Breitbart. Uh, War on Women's strategy is dead. Um, Andre, please continue. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just saying. I, I thought it was great that you um, that you uh, uh, that, that you did we did elect a, a pro-life governor in Maryland. I was just uh, I didn't I had not heard anything about that, um, you know, in any news uh, articles I've seen or anything like that. Also, I assume that the most of the Republicans that were elected to the House, the new uh, House majority of the freshmen, uh, I'm assuming that they're pretty good on the issue. Yes, I mean I don't think you can name one that is not. In other words, all of them, yes, are good. And there's really a great um, – we have more pro-life women in the House than we ever have before. When we began – before Susan began to list, we had two consistent pro-lifers, and now we have 21, I believe it is. Um, Elise Hispanic is somebody to watch out for. She is brilliant. She's young. She's smart. She's unafraid. Um, and, um, uh, uh, and then one of my other favorites is Mia Love. From Utah, African American, actually oh, Haitian yes. American, um, and uh, just a, just this is her second time around, and she, we were with her and pulled her through like a lot of other folks out there, but she's passionately pro life. What about what about um, what about what about Melinda Garcia from uh, New Hampshire? Uh, that was yeah, a she huge lost. disappointment. She, oh, she was lost? really okay. you know running upstream, really outspent. I have great hope for her future. It is not over for her in politics. Um, she's just fabulous, and I think she. Uh, I hope very much that she will. This is just her first attempt. Although that other uh, congresswoman from New Hampshire, I, I, her name escapes me, a real left winger. She she lost to uh, to Ginter, who was a mayor yeah, of um, Carol Shea. Manchester. 
Yeah, that's right. Shea Porter. Porter. That's right. And then also, oh, yeah. um, she's in um, New York, uh, a woman who tried to get come back that we actually helped defeat last time, Nan um, Hayworth, who's very, mm-hmm. uh, you know, voted against the uh, voted against the pain capable bill, that twenty week bill, and tried to thread the needle, you know. Yeah. Also, really Sandra Fluck lost. That will be right back. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Author, journalist, and American patriot, this is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and my guest is Marjorie Dannensfelder from the Susan B. Anthony List. So, Marjorie, we're all savoring this great victory on the part of uh, conservatives and Republicans for uh, who have represented a lot of issues uh, in various degrees of a lot of issues that are right and that I think the country has bit the bullet and it saved itself from this uh, this slide into authoritarian socialism uh, now we have a chance to influence the new Congress as they're seated in January what is on the agenda for the Susan B Anthony list looking forward as the new Congress is going to be uh, impaneled well, our top legislative issue is, um, as we've been talking about in this show, the, the 20-week pain-capable bill, and that's the, that is the does that you cannot, you may not have an abortion after 20 weeks, which is about halfway through pregnancy. There, um, we're one of seven nations in the world that doesn't have that restriction, and it's very reasonable. We've been working on this quite some time. It's passed 13 states. It passed the House of Representatives with all women's leadership. Um, Senator Lindsey Graham is already getting to work, uh, as he did last time, as the bill sponsor in the Senate. Um, and Mitch McConnell is committed to bring this up uh, very early on in the, in the um, session. So this is what we're preparing for now. Um, we also care very much about the fact that there is taxpayer-funded of abortion and Obamacare. And so we'll be working very hard on, uh, on that that project as well. There was, you know, there's a bill to eliminate it, and then there's also the overall effort to reform Obamacare or eliminate it altogether. So we'll be a part of both mm-hmm. of those things. By far, the most important one is the the, uh, the 20 week and capable bill, and that is really taking the path of the partial birth abortion ban, which ultimately came Pat uh, was passed into law, but it took it took a while. I mean, it took a, a couple of sessions of Congress. It took electing a new president, 
And all the while, there was a national conversation about what this thing is. And um, it was very important. Uh, it was finally signed into law by George Bush. So right now, we're leveraging all of the momentum that we have from the election for the passage of this bill in other places. It's passage in the House and the Senate. We are working towards leveraging all that towards the future when it is signed into law and we can save some children and at the same time show great compassion and protection for their mothers. Yes, and you know, the, uh, the uh, partial birth abortion ban was supported by the overwhelming number of Americans, including most people who consider themselves uh, to be supporters of legal abortion, because the process, that is such a, a, a loathsome and despicable uh, act. I mean, uh, you know, everyone knows the details of it. But I think that the, uh, the left on that became even more radical, and now you have them talking about uh, after-the-birth abortions, in other words, outright yeah. open murder. And, uh, you know, yeah. this is uh, they seem to be moving way out further and further. The more uh, sensible uh, legislation is implemented, aren't they? Yes. You know, there's a, and there's a big chasm now between the candidates that they are trying to elect and the hardcore abortion-centered left. Because the candidates that just lost, um, all, all the Emily's List candidates just lost that were running for the Senate, received this advice. Don't talk about abortion. They knew that, in it, that they're talking about their extreme abortion position in their own state, especially when asked about late-term abortion, that it was going to be alienating to voters. So they talked about pay equity. They talked about education. They talked about anything but. Now, that is a change mm-hmm. that is a long time coming. It used to be what uh, and what the, only the Republicans were in certain cases. They were running and hiding. Now we see Democrats running right. and hiding. We see them on the defense. It's an important place to be um, uh, politically even more. It's an important place to work, to know, take an assessment of where you are and go ahead and use and apply that moment um, so that we can get something compassionate and smart done for, for our country. So it's, um, it's a pretty exciting moment on all levels. And you're right that everyone who ran, ran on many issues. Um, I would say that if they had not stood strong on this issue, we may not be talking about uh, a majority pro-life Republican Senate right now, that's for sure. That's right. And uh, and as things move forward, I'm hoping that um, that those of us who are pro-life don't overplay the hand too quickly. You know, I mean, these things have to be done carefully, and then we can actually accomplish something and, and save some lives. Andre? Yeah, I just, uh, I guess I, I, you're talking about, oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, you're ta- you, your, your concerns are on the federal level, but it seems to me like the state level is where we have some of the highest uh, success rates and the highest hope right now. That's why I'm not necessarily yeah. opposed to returning, that's why I'm not necessarily opposed to returning abortion of the states, even though I'm very, pro- I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love a human life amendment, but if, but if we were to return abortion of the states, we'd still have a much better success rate than we do now. Okay, we'll be right back. Friend, this is Pat Boone with a pretty good idea on how you can earn extra money in your spare time and, while you're doing it, help provide food for starving children. You heard me. Now you can earn money for your family and provide meals for hungry children all at the same time. Why don't you check out usagoodness.com? Get more information on starting a new home business. You'll feel great earning extra money to help the family budget, but... 
You'll feel even better knowing that your work is actually saving lives. Go to usagoodness.com or call toll-free 800-301-6177. Again, 800-301-6177. You can earn some extra money for your family while helping other families in dire need of food and provision. 800-301-6177 or usagoodness.com and you can tell them Pat Boone gave you the number. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And uh, by the way, I, I tend to agree with you, Andre, on this issue in that uh, questions such as abortion are better off regulated by the states. Um, but, of course, there is Roe versus Wade, for better or worse. At least we can expect the federal government to um, operate within a strict construct of that, uh, that terrible Supreme Court ruling. Uh, Marjorie, we're, we're reaching the end of the program. Could you let people know how they can reach you, how they get involved in Susan B. Anthony List, and what you want people to do? Yes. Um, go to our website. is the quickest way to find out what's happening now and get an analysis of the election, where we stand, what the priorities are. So just going on our website, Susan B. Anthony List, Google it. It's really easy to find. Um, and And look, if if we don't, as a nation, stand for life in the 14th Amendment and the Equal Protection Clause, if it doesn't stand for life, it stands for nothing, then we cannot hold our head up high in the world and be who we are supposed to be. So um, doing this on the federal and the state level is vital, and you'll find out how to get involved when you, uh, when you, when you uh, take a look online. And, and also feel free to, to call us. We've got activity going on in almost every state. All right. Thanks so much, Marjorie. Andre? Oh, no, I just I agree with you. I just I just think that uh, I, mean, I know no problem with federal legislation. I just think that right now, uh, you know, returning things to the states, um, I mean, we just we're doing we're already making so many gains on the state level. If we were to get if we were somehow to overturn Roe v. Wade, that then, you know, I think a lot of states would would either ban abortion or severely restrict it. Yes, indeed. I have to have the freedom to do that. And I, um, so I think it's, you know, we can do two things at once that are very important. I think the more freedom you allow states and individuals, the more, um, the louder that will speak on the federal level and the more important it'll mean, uh, to actually take action on, on the federal level as well. All right. Thanks so much, Marjorie, for joining me. Andre, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Um, I shall yes, return, uh, God willing. My pleasure. Uh, next Monday at the usual time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here at the uh, USA Network. Uh, check out my books. They're available at Amazon, Amazon Kindle. Just put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and up they come. Anyway, thanks a lot, everyone. Have a nice weekend. A home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is 
absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com.